Hello, my children. Fuck you, Chuck. Warning. Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Oh, Dad. Oh, Dad. Oh, Dad. I'm in the Welcome to Supernatural, The Crossroads. I am Michael Flores, your host for today, and I'm in the studio with Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Yo, what's up? All right, so Thomas is not here today. He's out um, trimming his beard. Yes, trimming his his, beard. His roots died, I believe. Yes, he's getting a Gwyneth color, is what I've heard. Yeah, it's a a him day. Yeah, yeah, he's bleaching his butthole hair, too, I think. That's for. Do you for bleach him. your butthole hair or just your butthole? I, both. I, do you? I thought you just trimmed that area. I don't I think don't you know. try to. I never trimmed my. I think butthole. you just wax the butthole region oh, and oh. then wax the. Okay. I've never done it. I'm Neither just, have I. Yeah. I'm just it's it's solely assumptions based on like logic. Right. You haven't googled it or anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome everyone. This is what happens when Ryan and Mike are the only hosts. We start the show off talking about bleach buttholes. Yep. That's why we do fun shows. Is it, is it a fun <laughs> show? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. All right. So if you want to listen live mobile, you can find us on the TuneIn app. Search XRoads003 and add us to your favorites. Also text RMD69 to 50597 to receive mobile push notifications whenever an RMD show is about to go live. And that's including the Crossroads shows. Hello. Hello. That's All how right. you say it, right? YOLO or YOLO? OLO. YOLO? OLO? I don't know. Whatever. Bleach by house? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so Robert Barons. Let's talk about this guy. Robert Barons gallops in like John Wayne and saves the fucking day. Hello, Pilgrim. Dude. This was a great script. This episode was just very well executed. And by putting veteran director... Charles Beeson at the helm, we were treated to a type of episode that we as supernatural fans are more accustomed to. It was really, it felt like they went meh, meh, in the first two acts. And then this one, they were like, yeah, fuck <laughs> what yeah. What were they doing right? Nah, nah. That's the sound you make when you. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, fuck yeah, with this last one. Yeah, I was very happy with the overall execution of this, of yeah, this episode. Me I mean, sure, we have some of the clingers from the previous episodes, but overall, right. this was an episode 
that was an interesting watch. I, I wasn't bored. I didn't find myself looking at my phone like the I love previous that, two I, episodes. I feel like that's our test for every show that we do. Like phone use. Yeah. Usage. Like yeah. if I pick my phone up to look at it, that means I'm not engaged with the show. And I, yeah. I felt like you're right with this one. I felt like I watched it at, at work today on my, on my lunch. And, mm-hmm. I, and I like, I have all kinds of shit to distract me. And I was just like this the whole time. Like, yeah, it was good. Oh, okay. I was, I was definitely, I was into it. I was, and I did not look at my phone. I was the whole, I knew something bad was going to happen when they started the episode off with killing catch. I'm like, shit, oh, yeah, was, if they did this at the beginning, what, what are we, what are we going to else happen? we got in store here? Yeah. What's going to happen by the end. So I was already at the edge of my seat because of the way they started the episode so let's get into this. The episode highlights the end of an era. Rowena and Ketch have been killed off. We need to pour one out for the homies. We do. And we're going to have a little bit of a memorial later during oh, the show man. in classic Ryan fashion. Perfect. We'll play the bagpipes. Oh, and, that's uh, cute. Yeah. Uh, Dean and Castiel not fixing things like they normally do. What does this mean for the show moving forward? Yeah, that was an awkward moment, man. And not like awkward, bad, like awkward, like, oh, shit, where's this going? You know? I was uncomfortable and a little sad. I'm sure the Destiellers were too. No, they're not going to fuck. Oh, please. Hate fuck. One last hate fuck that never happens anyways. (laughs) I was, I was surprised and, and also a little relieved because, and this has nothing to do with my opinion on Castiel as a character. Uh, It's very well known and cataloged that I love the character. However, there's got to be some ramifications for his knucklehead decisions. We've said this on numerous shows. Sometimes he makes poor decisions. And when I say sometimes, I say most of the time. And the fact that they they didn't just have Dean shrug it off and say, "Hmm, okay, yeah, Castiel, you, you, um, you made a poor decision. Now, Honestly, Ryan, really fast. I I agree with Castile's decision. Honestly. Yeah, okay, so I was going like, to say that I I don't think this was a poor decision. No, but for Dean, that's the point. From Dean's perspective, it's not about whether or not he made a bad decision because I don't think he did. I think he made the only decision it was he a, could it make. It was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on the side of Castile when it comes to that decision. However, from Dean's perspective, you got to you also understand where he's coming from. I mean, right. He's still dealing with the fact that again, you got to remember, just a couple of days ago, his mother was was murdered and he's blaming Castiel for that. Right. So the fact that Dean didn't roll over and just accept Castiel with open arms, I think is, um, it makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Cause if he were to just say, yeah, shrug, if he feels that way and he were to be passive aggressive again, I just feel yeah. like, well, we've been there, done that. So the fact that they found a, a logical way to get Castiel out of the story temporarily, it works. And we're going to get into that a bit later. And, this part, I'm, I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this, but as we had suspected, Belfagor and Ardat amounted to not very much. Yes. Right? This was the one that really irked me, and, I, and I'll talk about it more when we get into the episode, my feelings on it. But it was very much seemed like they were just placed there for no reason. And obviously we talk about this a lot, you know, when they do things like this and we talked, I think we even talked about this last episode. If you're going to put these in these characters in, they've, they, it has to amount to something now or later, or there's a reason, right? I just, this one was rough. For yeah, me. it's, I agree. I, however, I'll say this. If something comes from this, mm-hmm. then all is forgiven. Yes, and absolutely. I, and I'm feeling 
I'm getting the inkling that this isn't over with. Yes, the two characters are dead, but why would they introduce such... Why would you take the time to introduce Belfagor and Ardat in such a way? Yeah. And if they don't come back and circle back to them later by the end of the season or their whole grab for power doesn't find its way back into the show before the end, then we can look back retrospectively and say, okay, that was kind of a shitty moment because Mm -hmm. you're telling me Belfagor and Ardat were only introduced so that you can kill off two characters. Right. That's it. You couldn't find another way to kill them off. You had to bring in two characters, make us think we're going in one direction. I'm, and I can understand people may say, well, that's misdirection. That's not proper misdirection. And I don't see Barron's making a blunder like that. No. Now, he is also taking elements that were introduced by Dab. Dab's the showrunner. So, again, it's kind of up in the air. It's any man's guess, right? Yep. yep. So, all right, Chuck's lazy-ass ghost apocalypse has been brought to an end. It really was lazy-ass. Was that a little meta? That was super was meta. Was Baron's talking to Dab? He's like, you know oh. what, this, this fucking idea is just fucking lazy. I, I You know, I I don't know. Here that. I am, brought in to fix another Dab fuck-up. What that's, if Baron's is thinking that? That'd be so meta, dude. I don't know, dude. Chuck's that's- lazy-ass ghost apocalypse. What if they, what if, what if Dab is so, what if Dab just got genius somehow and this was him writing about himself? He's like, man, man, actually, I think I'm going to listen to those crossword guys. They just really hate me. Maybe I'm just going to do exactly what they say. He's a, <laughs> I'm just going to do exactly what they say and see if it shuts them the fuck up. <laughs> actually, I figured out the, the secret into being a, a good writer. It's basically whatever I first think, I do the opposite. <laughs> If I do that, then we're good. Then he starts like overthinking it and yeah, doing it. Go with my gut. <laughs> yeah. Got I, it. So I'm not allowed to have those nachos later. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have a salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they've cleared the board and it looks like we have a few things to sort through and figure out oh, yeah. moving forward. A few things. Because, yeah, it, they kind of ended this whole entire thing very tidy. Which makes me worried. Well, it worries not for the story, just for the fucking show. Like, what yeah. does this mean for our characters? It worries me because they 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 made this a three part opener, right? And now we really don't have much of a story going forward, and we really need something to be heavy or a very heavy weight story going forward. If this is the final season, and we just we wrap this up in a nice little bow tie, and now. What do we have? What do we have in store? And I think that's the biggest, that's the scariest part. Yeah. You know, if this, if this, if they would announce, oh, we got renewed for 16, nobody, then we'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. Cool. Like give us a couple fillers and let's get into a story. Maybe second half of the season. Well, no, we need something now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's a little weird. All right. So let's officially jump into the episode. Uh, Ryan, read the synopsis, please. Yes. With hell ghosts about to break through the containment spell and invade the world, Rowena proposes a spell that will require a trip to hell to execute. Directed yeah. by Charles Beeson, written by Robert Barons. All right. So, as I said at the top of the show, uh, the directing this week was really good. I know Charles Beeson would deliver, but still, we've been hurt too many times, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have. So, we had a lot of high hopes going into this, but I still was a bit hesitant I think at we the same all were. time. But I, I want to say ultimately right off the bat that I, I feel like they did deliver. Charles flexed his skills. 
without a doubt. And we had mentioned that something had gone wrong of late. And we talked about this on the pre-show and the preview show and last season. And we've done a Patreon discussion about it. Yep. But something has gone wrong of late with some of the the stunt work. Uh, it the, just seems the, weird. The man. fight scenes come off a little clumsy and awkward. I don't believe it. It doesn't have the the um, the visceral feel that so many of the early. I don't want to say early seasons. I'd say seasons one through twelve. Had. Yeah, something has happened. Right. And we are putting that blame on the stunt department. But what if it's not the stunt department at all? Because we know that the gentleman they have in charge of stunts is pretty fucking good. He's pretty solid. I mean, even look a couple of years ago with the Cole versus Dean fight. I mean, that was probably one of the best great. choreographed fights we've ever had on the show. And, you know, you know, say what you will about about Cole and, and uh, you know, Travis Aaron Wade. But right. still, man, like, that was, that a, was, a, that was a fucking great scene. And I yeah. think I think you're right, Mike. A lot of it has... I don't know. It's not the choreography. I think it's the the directing. And I think yeah. this episode, Beeson was like, yo, here's my big dick. And I'm going to slap everybody in the face with yep. it. Yep. Because that dude, that scene, once again, fucking catch. Catch has the best fight dude, scene. Dude, he's awesome. He, that moment when he took that, um, what was that, that medical the, roly, the, whatever. The stand, yeah. And just blaster with it and went through the window i'm like that's the kind of shit i'm talking about it was believable it was visceral it was in your face when they started you know fighting i believed it we were in it and that maybe has nothing to do with the stunt department maybe no. this whole time it has to do with what we've been bitching about as well which is the the directors where have all the veteran directors gone yeah. And when I say that, I don't want anyone listening out there, especially the people on the production side of Supernatural. They know we're big fans of many other directors. Yeah. But if you look at the IMDb or the Super Wiki and you go through all the directors of late, the hardcore veterans, the the big Los Angeles, big swing and dicks, they, they don't exist. They, they're yeah. not brought to the show anymore like they were for the opening uh, 10, 11 years. And when you bring in someone like Charles Beeson, you can tell, you can tell, look what they did with this episode. I think it's, I think it's a testament because I know like we talk about this all the time, but you and Thomas are the the film guys. You are the guys that can look at something and analyze it. And that's not me. But when I can look at an, an episode and, and notice a difference in everything that happens in the episode because of the directing, yeah, that's huge. Cause well, I good, look at a good director in an action piece it can make or break yeah. your piece. I mean, even Tarantino, who is an amazing talent. I think most people can acknowledge no, that. Yeah, even no, if you're yeah. not into his movies. Doesn't matter. You know, he's a, he's a good director. He's an amazing director. And look what he did when he did his first real action piece, which was kill bill. He brought on numerous consultants. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy who, who wanted, who won already Oscars, who's a very accomplished director at that time. And yet he brought on consultants. He brought on numerous uh, ADs that know their job that, yep. that have worked on stunt films. He brought in uh, consultants when it comes to stunt work because he knew what his strengths were. Well, you know what it is, Mike? I think it's a thing too. It's a testament to someone who may have these, you know, these accomplishments to look and go, I'm never too good to not to learn. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. I, I, I keep talking about it, but this, this is the final season of supernatural. Mm -hmm. If you're not bringing back some of these guys that directed in you know season one, two, and three, when the episodes were so fucking amazing, then you're, you're really missing an opportunity for the fans to get some nostalgia back into supernatural before the season ends and the show ends. Yeah. And I think by bringing Beeson back and, and it was we, such a good decision and we, and we blow Robert Barron's all the time, but Robert Barron's knows how to write a fucking script. And I think, 
And when you put two people together, together who know their shit, this is what you get. This is what you get. You get a a, a third act. That's what I'm going to call it. A third act that is so fucking good. Yeah. You know, yeah, there were a few things that we disliked, but not like stuff that would – I. I'm like, oh, it has God. nothing to do with them per se. It's nope. the overall story. It's the overall story. Yeah. And hey, listen, I'll give credit where credit's due, whether it be Robert Singer or Andrew Dabb himself, who decided to bring back Charles Beeson. Or uh, as we know, according to one of our listeners, SBN Mom, she tweeted out to us uh, I, some conversation from a convention where Jensen made it a point to say that one of the things they are doing this season is bringing back some of the old school directors. Yeah. So we've been saying, bring them back, bring them back. And look, look what they're doing. So obviously, this is where I like to blow ourselves. Obviously, we knew what we're looking at. We know how to dissect and break something down. We knew there was an issue from the directing side at points. If there wasn't, why would they be making a point to say, we're bringing back some of our old school directors to finish off the season? Yeah. It only makes sense. So I'm loving this episode so far. I dig it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, even in the performances, uh, we oh, saw yeah. the difference. And we touched on this a bit during our pre-show, but directing involves so many things. And yes, there's only so much creative control you have when you're a television director. It's very right. different than... You're kind of handcuffed a little bit. Yeah, because the people who run the show is the showrunner and the cinematographer. They're the ones who are the ones who pretty much establish everything. And the director goes in there for TV and they do this and they do that. They they are limited, limited when it comes to creativity, creativity. But you can see the difference even in the performances. For example, the those waning moments between Rowena and Sam. There's little things that you can pick out that a director mm-hmm. would do. For example, little things like Rowena touching Sam. When she says, oh, what, she says, my boy or the boy. I uh, forgot the exact words. My, my boy. Like, that's directing. Yes, that's the acting, but the actor, they need direction. And that moment would not have been as good or intimate if she didn't touch him. Mm-hmm. And that call is made by the director. It was. That's why this episode felt so good, because it all comes down to writing and directing. And you had the perfect synergy for everyone just to work together. It, that That whole moment, though, like, it was. It was well played. The look on Sam's face, the look on Rowena's face, the the true disgust. And I think that's a testament to to her, to Rowena's character development. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, if this moment would have taken place even a season ago, we wouldn't have felt the same thing. And I think this, it was such a... Uh, well, maybe a season ago. Maybe 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 two. Two seasons ago, I don't think. But her character development... Definitely anything pre-Billy... When yeah. Billy had that little talk with her, when when uh, Rowena was mourning her son's death, right? I think after that episode, everything changed. Right, she she officially was going down the Team Winchester path. Yeah, and, and I think this, you know, she I think at that point she'd understand why her son had gone down that path too as well. And I think the way she goes out, just with the whole thing, man, was just so heartfelt and well done. And and you know Ruth Connell and 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 Jared Padalecki, like to just. The looks on their faces. It was good. It was great. I mean, nobody does sad better than Jared. I mean, how many times he knows how to do sad, dude? I just I want to hug him when he does sad. Maybe maybe that's why he got drunk. He's like, no. Oh, you stole my joke, Rowena. No. (laughs) He went and he's like, give me seventeen Jack and Cokes. Even when even when I saw his mugshot, I was like, oh, Jared. Oh, Jared, give me a hug. Come here. I want to get drunk with him, dude. 
I, I, you want to get punched in the face? No, no. I, we, we would punch someone in the face. It would it'd like, be a team. team yeah, effort. it would be a tag team effort. You try to convince them that you guys really are in the world of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'm like, like his dean. Just like, spin them around. That's what I do to my friends when they're really drunk. I spin, spin them. them so they can't. They don't know what's happening. Oh, and, and then it, you could just you know whisper things into his ear. Be like, oh, that guy in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a demon. See his uh, black eyes. <laughs> No, no, not black guys. Black eyes. Oh, come on. Black eyes. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we had some tear-jerking moments this episode. Rowena's death, for one. Mm. Uh, in a Crowley-like fashion, she sacrifices herself for the greater good. But without, and this is key here. Yes. Without destroying her characterization. You can't do something like this without a, with a character like this without making sure it was done delicately. And Barons was able to utilize Death's prophecy, you know, the whole thing. Sam would be the one to kill her. And doing it that way, the way they did with Rowena needing Sam to be the one to do it worked. Because not being able to completely rid herself of selfishness, that makes sense. The whole selfishness and self-preservation. These centuries, she has been a survivalist and has only looked out for number one. The fact that they made it out to be more of something like, I can't quite do it. I know what needs to be done, but I can't quite do it. Yeah, She needed Sam to do it for her. And I feel like that was a a beautiful way to really translate that prophecy that we heard, what, two seasons ago? Yeah, and I think it even made it better, too, because Sam didn't want to do it. Yes, because the easy way out to kill Rowena for Sam would be to turn her into a villain. And then, oh, that's why she died. In fact, I think that's what most of us had thought. I guarantee that's exactly what I thought. Rowena is going to do something bad, and Sam's going to have to kill her. But no, it was the fucking opposite. It was through it was through a sacrifice. Which makes it so much more, so worse yeah. in the it hitting you in the feelings department because, I, yeah, Mike, I think we all were on the same page that we thought Rowena would, oh, oh she's a bad guy now. We got to kill her and Sam's going to do it. No. I think she, this was the only way they could do it. Yes, there's other ways, but this is one of the few ways they could have done it to where something. it worked. It didn't, if we would have, okay, let me reframe this thought. Okay. If Rowena would have just willingly sacrificed herself. Right. It would not have made sense to the character we know and love. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. I know Thomas had voiced in our group. uh, He had an issue with the fact that Rowena had this secret magical spell that she, why didn't she share it with everyone in the beginning? No, only when they needed it. Right. Only when the plot needed it. So he was a little upset at that. And I understand his point, but I disagree completely. The fact that she held on to that, the fact that she wasn't willing to reveal all her cards is very fucking Crowley. Yep. The fact that she was more about self-preservation and she needed Sam's assistance to do the right thing. Right. That to me is so much better than if she would have revealed her hand and said, this is what we can do. I'll sacrifice myself for everybody. That would have been fucking weak. Yeah. It would have been weak. And I think it... She always had it in the back of her mind. They were looking for other ways. And she it's a very human trait to have a in game in the back of your mind, but not offer it up until all the other 
options are exhausted. Sometimes you don't offer it up until all the other options are exhausted. Yeah, like I mean, you're waiting at it. like, it's like you're, 1 o'clock in the morning at the, the club. Or sometimes you're in the friend zone. Yeah, no, no, no I'm saying it's years. 1 o'clock in the morning at the club. You yeah. pick the girl oh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. beginning of the night and she went off with someone else. So you got to pick, you know, one of the ones that's still in the club. Yeah. It's just how it goes, dude. You got a backup plan. And if, you, and if it still doesn't work out, you get drunk and you rage just, punch everyone. And, <laughs> and then get a mugshot like this. <laughs> I uh, I think it's I think it's a testament to her character that she stuck to her you know like you said self preservation, but she knew that the only way to do it was to say Sam I need you to do this for me and and the only way it would have worked for it's me. the only way it works and I think it's the the best part about it is that she asked him to do it and he says no I don't want to do this we can find another way yeah. I don't want to kill you. And she's like, look, this is what we have to do. I need your help. It's the only way. I think that I think that what that does is also it's again, it shows where Crowley got it from. Got his right. It's right in line with the whole with the whole family and the whole ambiguity of where do where does Crowley's loyalties really lie? And we don't really know until the last minute of his life. Yep. And that's what's so great about this. We and we would never believe, and I and I don't want her to care about everyone. We would never believe that she cares for people as a whole. But she cared for Sam. And but Dean. she cared about Sam and Dean Winchester, and yeah. that makes sense because, first off, that much has been stated, if not overtly, definitely within the subtext of her personal story arc. Yep. In many ways, they've given her the Winchesters have given her the respect and decency that, she that, that many. She has encountered throughout her entire long life, including the Grand Coven, her own people have not given her. Yep. There's something unique about the two Winchesters, obviously, but also they're decent and they're fair. Mm -hmm. And I think she sees that she respected that. And I think in the end, she well, not just the end, but over the last couple of years of knowing these two gentlemen, I think she realized much like her her son. These guys are special. They're good. Yeah, They're and I truly think, good. And I'm glad they stuck with that that mentality with with her and, and Crowley because I think it, it it's a testament again to her characterization that she realizes why Crowley stuck around and became part yeah. of that. Even though we, it sometimes we were a little gray on if he was part of Team Winchester. In the end, the gray he, worked. The gray worked, and that's what made it made him a fun character. And yeah, I we, think that's what makes her a fun character. Yeah, we yes, absolutely. Now, ultimately, though, this is where we get into this area of this is where, yeah, where it could go wrong. Ultimately, her death, as long as she stays dead, mm-hmm. I feel worked just fine. Her story has been a good one, a really good one. There was misdirection throughout the episode and we didn't see it coming. So when it happened, it did hurt that much more. Yeah. But in order for this not to be, you know, a bite without teeth. He has to stay dead. Well, I think too. Like, he can't come back. What? Right? Or do you disagree? Well, or no, so I, I, I'm on the same page, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw a scenario at you. Okay. One, I want to say the visual effect shot of her walking out of the crypt and the souls going into her stomach might be one of the coolest shots. Oh, dude, it's great. Ever. Like just the way they did it. And, and when she... F- when she plunged to her death, like I mean, the that slow mo, good. Dude. It was it was great. The soundtrack could have been better. The, the score, the score could have been better, but the shots, it was cinematic as fuck, fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, now, the way I could see this working, and we talked about this actually before we even went on air. She stays dead, and then at the end of the last episode, there's an epilogue after the credits or whatever, and it's her sitting on the throne in hell, and she is the ruler of hell. Yeah. 
I could see that working because of who she is, her lineage with Crowley. We know she'd be a great ruler and it would work. That's the, but, but we don't need anything at the end of the season. I don't want anything. If she stays dead all the way and then it's just one shot and they end the show with or that's part of the epilogue or whatever is her sitting on the throne in hell. I would be fucking all for it. Yeah, I think that's the only way it would work. If they were using this death as a way to maybe give us a little epilogue at the end of the season, mm-hmm. I don't even want her assistance in hell. I don't want nothing, her assistance nothing. in hell. She can't I, show up. I want her gone completely. Dead. She's dead. And then imagine the Our show. Air quotes dead. Imagine yes. if the show ends and right before the show ends, boom, shot of her on the throne. Sick. That'd be a great way to end. So dope. She's in charge of hell, the queen of hell. It yep. would just, just leave it at it'd be, that. It'd be perfect, dude. It'd be perfect because. I mean, she has all those, the power of the souls, right? Yep. And that, that's what Balfagor was doing, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. It would make sense that she ate, she ate all those souls. She gained all that power. Oh, she liked to eat souls. She'd eat my soul. Oh. I, oh, sorry. I call my penis soul. Your mic was still on. Oh, was it? Oops. Oh, shit. I thought you shut it off. Um... <laughs> I just think it would be it would be very very fitting for her character that that is her end. Yeah. You know, a her prophecy became was true. Sam did kill her, and she went to hell and she gained that power and she has the respect of them everyone in hell because of who she is. And then she, oh yeah, and then boom, she, the the last shot is dude. It's the Conan shot where he's sitting on the throne at the end <laughs> yeah like that's it but if it, dude that it, still i get goosebumps watching i know that. i can tell you got a little excited I right there. Excited. Like, blah, 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 blah. like i get excited <laughs> about that because it's like that would be an ultimate ending because a you could spin off i know set, set us up yep you could, maybe not right away but, but set no, us up set us up and and give us those questions queen but, of the damned dude that's the spinoff oh my god bro I'd watch the shit out of that. I, I don't understand how Supernatural how has had. How can we come up with these? Yeah, I don't know how Supernatural has had so such a hard time getting a spinoff at, off the ground. And yet we come up with, with a new solid fucking idea every, every fucking, fucking show. Every fucking show. Like, okay. Eyeless Jack. I mean, that's a spinoff right there. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at that. Okay, Supernatural. You heard the Blind Swordsman, right? Yeah. It'll be like a Kung Fu throwback. It'll be like uh, Blind Jack. Blind Jack. He just walks around with or sunglasses. Eyeless Jack. Who eyeless Jack. Dude, he wears two eye patches. Okay, here's how you do a spinoff. What's your most popular character? Why are you looking at the camera to do that? I'm doing that because people are watching. You, what is the most popular character? Oh, really? Okay, now make a show about him. What? How hard is that to understand? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? Make a show about the popular character. Wait, wait, hold on. I think you're on something. Let me write this down. Okay, write it down. You are saying we should make a spinoff based on characters that people like. That people like. Yeah, not people. Not a character that people hate. Yeah. Or a divisive character. No, yeah. no, no divisive character. Either. No, like no. a character that's split in the middle. Nope. With the, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, what? You guys like fucking Castiel? Guess what? We should make a show about fucking Castiel. Fucking Castiel. Now yeah. that's a show. Now that's a show. I'd be in on that one. All right. So uh, Royce, uh, Renita Joyce in our chat says, I think I need to watch this episode again. I didn't feel any connection with it at all. Plot still felt jumpy and rushed up into the Rowena Sam scene. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I, I would have to. I mean, I've watched it twice. I watched it if, earlier today, so it's the still fresh. Plotting issues. I guess my rebuttal would be the plotting issues isn't necessarily 
and the, a spe- and uh, uh, let me say this like um, I don't think it's specific to this episode. I don't think it's an issue specifically with this episode. Yeah, the plotting are clingers, and I said that at the top of the show. I said this episode was solid in itself. It was a well written script, mm-hmm. but they're still clingers. We're, we're going to talk about from, that. Yeah, there's still some clingers there that was introduced by Dab and uh, the overall story, but the episode in itself I feel was solid. The other things, I mean, Barons can only do so much. The individual writer for an He's episode, can, a little bit. yeah, he can only do so much when it isn't his overall story. And I feel like ultimately, what he was given, he did a really fucking good job he, with it. He, he, yeah, I think he he executed. I think people got to understand that this show there there is a he has something he has to work with. And he's got to say, okay, I've got to take what I have to work with here and yeah. apply it. And I, yeah, I can add a few things to it, but at the most part, I've got to stay in this kind of like bubble, I guess. Yeah. And you he's know, not the showrunner. He's not the showrunner. Yeah. You know, he should be. Well, yeah, we, right. it's an entirely different story. Yeah. All right. So catch his death. Okay. I, I'm pissed. I didn't really care about it. I'm kind of upset about it. But how much of that is because we are big fans of the character? Okay. Opposed to writing. I give me your I, thoughts and then I'm going to, I'm, I'm gonna typically, up. okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm typically okay with a favored character's death. If it makes sense. Yeah. Th- we have no problem with characters. Ha- no, no, no. I think Absolutely that's, not. I, I think, think that's on record, right? That's on record. We've said that multiple times. Um, but here's the thing that really upset me about this one is catch. Who's arguably one of the better characters you've created and, and, and kudos to dab. I mean, we don't give him a lot, but kudos to him for creating. I'm this just character. upset that he didn't say, catch me if you can, but right before he died, that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, but he's been one of the, arguably one of the better characters that was created in the last couple of years. Yeah. Without a doubt, a fan favorite. People like him. People like the, the actor and I mean, he's a rogue. He's fucking. We cool. don't have a lot of true rogues. No. In this show. So the thing that bums me about this is you created a character, Ardat. Ardat. Ar, who wasn't all that. Um, <laughs> who that? To come in and kill Ketch. And the Ket, his death really meant nothing. And I think the thing that bums me out about this is that over the last couple episodes that he's shown up, he's yeah. become this character that Sam and Dean. He's a plot device. That's he's all he become is. a plot device. But I mean, and that sucks for this character oh, okay. because he was so cool. That's fair. Um, because remembering the show isn't called Supernatural Catch. Right. Okay. And yes, he was a plot device, but why should he be anything other than that? I mean, he just because we love him. And this is where I'm torn at yeah. between a, a, a reviewer slash critic and a fan. Because, yes, I would want his death to have mattered. However, the show is not about him. Uh, his death was more or less. But his death was at hands of a character that I know, just doesn't make I, any. Like it did. I know, but if you look at it from this point of view, the reason why it happened at the front of the show, the top of the show, was because I don't think. Yes, we're like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? Yeah, but it was also designed as misdirection. Okay, because Rowena. Because we right, we figured we got our death out of the way. Yeah, I can't. You, you get what I'm saying, and it was designed. It was designed to create misdirection. Catch is dead. All right. No one else is going to die. Yeah, I get that. I just think that for me, like, I think it is a little bit because we like the character. I think the other thing, though, for me is it just I would have much rather him gone out in a in a more epic way. No, I agree. His entire handling since he showed up in the first episode was really of the season, kinda, 
it, it was sloppy. It was lazy. His introduction was a bit sloppy, and that is probably why it didn't go over didn't too well right. with, yeah. with you and other catch fans, yeah. as well as me. It didn't go over well with me. I can understand why they did it, but I would have done it yeah. slightly differently. I get the misdirection. I understand that. And also, you got to look at this as a three-parter. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. if this was an individual episode and that's it. Oh, I'd have been even more pissed. It's awful. Yeah. If this was an individual episode, it's fucking awful. But again, looking at this as a three parter with multiple over a dozen arcs or I'm sorry, over a dozen act breaks. Mm -hmm. This probably should have been put at the tail end of last episode. It would have been probably a shocking ending. Right. Yeah. It, It just felt going back to what Ronita Joyce said. You know, it felt a little jumpy and rushed. That's probably where that feeling comes from is the way they started the episode. Yeah. But again, is that a Baron's issue or is that an overall story issue? I feel like Baron's had something he had to tie up. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I it get was that. a clinger. Like we yeah. said. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, I didn't fully wipe after he took a <laughs> shit. Left it for someone else to take hey, care yeah, of. Yeah, again, I got a him right in a clinger. Man, can you come wipe my ass again? I can't, Ma! I can't reach my ass. Man. <laughs> I just I think it's a mix of both, man. I think it's a mix of I felt yeah. almost cheated. No, I get it. I, I, felt I can't disagree. Cheated. Yeah, I can't disagree. Like with the if, Rowena one, with Rowena's death, it made sense. With Kesh, it, Kesh, like like you said, ever since he showed up, he became a plot device to just insert things that are going to happen in these three episodes. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why I felt cheated. Well, by his it. introduction was in the first. Was it the first episode? Yeah, it was just it was sloppy. It was really lazy. It's something I would write. Hey guys, and, <laughs> hey guys, I'm here. What? Okay, fuck. I, well, well, since you signaled it and it's so fucking blinding, I, I, something's going to happen. You're yeah. going to die. I mean, it doesn't help that he, the the actor, which I, I adore the dude. The dude's cool I, shit. The dude was on Twitter saying bye to people before the show fucking aired. Oh. And I'm like, dude, the show hasn't aired. What? Why is that a thing? Can I, we talk I about that? No. Why? Okay. And I don't know if he is. Maybe he didn't think saying bye would let people know that he was going to be killed off i don't know but i'm gonna he, give him the he benefit started of the doubt. tweeting that i want to thank everybody for this run i love the character yada 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 i'm like holy shit the dude's gonna get killed oh i mean maybe I, I thought, final uh, final season maybe he thought he people would assume he's going to the end right yeah possibly or maybe he thought hey you know what my my finale was rushed so you know what? i'm gonna fucking rush this promotion <laughs> oh my god <laughs> get fuck you cw I just he probably loves Dab because Dab created him, so he probably doesn't have that type of aggression. No, not like we do. No. I um ultimately I think the thing with this is it it hurts it because of the fifty fifty. The fifty fifty. Yeah. The fifty percent I, I love the character oh, okay. and, and fifty percent it just I felt like and we'll talk about it when we talk about Balfagor and Ardat, but Ardat. I just felt like that was again just there to be there. And it kind of bummed me out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, like I said, I can't disagree. Yeah. However, if Barons had written the entire three-part premiere. It might have been different. Things would have probably been 100% very different. different. Yeah. 100% different. Just, you know what they need to start doing, I think? Because other TV shows do this, and it works out pretty good. Um, What's that? Start assigning a bulk, bulk episodes just give like a guy writers. like four or five so like hey dude you're gonna do these three here well, all together you that way they can also 
start and finish their own little story arcs while working on the main myth arc as well. I mean, that's a great idea, but like the show's over after this season. Shut so the who fuck gi- up. So who gives a shit? Let me share my thoughts. <laughs> I like to pretend the, the show isn't going to end. Okay? Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I, think, I, was I think Dab's also pretending that. He's like, oh, you're still gonna go at on. the end of this episode. Hey, uh, <laughs> Andrew, you know that this is the final season, right? What the fuck? Is it over after this? Uh, yeah. oh, okay, man. empty. Uh, Billy. Food. Uh, All right, so classified. Uh, double cheeseburger. Uh, classified on uh, Craigslist. Jobs for hire <laughs> in food industry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> at least at least give him a job in like food ads maybe maybe like commercial ads yeah <laughs> maybe like what a burger commercial he's the guy eating the burger uh, what a burger oh uh, got it you mean i get to eat burgers all day grace job ever well, wait a second you mean i can't eat burgers all day if i wait. work here <laughs> <laughs> where's the crafty table what if he got like a job at like sweet tomatoes and just <laughs> ate salads and got super ripped he's like you know hey. eating salads doesn't get you ripped I right know, i know i'm aware thank you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Castiel and Dean. Castiel, baby. Yeah. Mm. For the first time Fuck in a yeah. very. <laughs> I hate that thing. Ugh, makes my penis shrivel. <laughs> All right. For the first time in a very long time, it does feel like this is a good temporary exit for Kaz. Yeah. It's been so much go, go, go for so long. That at this moment, it does feel like a natural place to push the pause button on well, Castiel. We always talk about, like, what's the effective way to nerf Castiel? So this season, we've got two things. One Emotionally. Emotionally. Emotionally, so, like they did. So, it was good. So, so one, we've got emotional. And two, we've got his powers are, are going away. So now you've effectively double nerfed him. But the, be- <laughs> but the best part of it is that it's an emotional nerf. And it makes sense. And it makes sense. And it's like. We're always fighting with the Superman syndrome with Castiel. Sometimes two lovers need to separate for a while. Sometimes you got to go fuck other people and come oh. back and be like, oh, God, your butthole's way better. Oh, Jesus. Is that what you were going it's with? It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's, it's your butthole. <laughs> oh. I, I think it's. I don't it, like how it winks at me. I know. I, <laughs> I know. I, last, last episode, I was a little bit. The last episode, the episode before, I was a little bit tough on Dean because of how he was acting towards Castiel. Mm-hmm. And I think when you brought up the time change for us and the time change for like you know the the length of time mm-hmm. that it had passed, it kind of changed my mind, and I can understand it. You know, for us it was six months; for them it was three days ago. Yeah. So I think you know for Dean to be upset, I understand now, and I think this the way he pushed Castiel away made sense for how he feels. Yeah. I think it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer on Castiel's part because the decision that I think he made in hell was the right one, and it was the smart Absolutely, decision, yeah. and it was the tactical decision. The, it was really the only decision. Yeah, and, and and but the thing is, Dean wasn't there to see it. Yeah, if Dean was, he, here's what I truly believe. You can empathize with both. Yes, characters. here's what I truly believe. If Dean were down there in hell with Castiel and he watched him make that decision, I don't think he'd be as upset. Absolutely, yeah. but he wasn't there, and he doesn't know. And I think that's where that gray area comes in, and that's why it's okay for him to be upset with Castiel. Yeah, it's a good writing decision. Yep, it was. It, it, it actually sense. was. It doesn't feel. Uh, he will come. I mean, obviously, guys, we have to understand he's coming back later. Oh, you, you think he's coming back? Yeah, absolutely. What if that's how it ends for him? Dude, I, people would be so fucking Oh, pissed. people would. I'd laugh my ass People off. would protest Dab's home. They would find out where he's at. And just pick it. Just, I would, I personally would laugh my fucking ass off. I think it'd be hilarious. No, it wouldn't. Don't troll the no, show. No, it'd be fucking funny, dude. 
I like watching people get angry for dumb reasons. It, that wouldn't be a dumb reason. Let's be honest. <laughs> if, if that's the way they end a major. I can't believe they ended Cassiel's arc by sending him away. <laughs> what are they, an old pirate woman? I don't know what I was going with that voice. Whatever. I feel oh like. Oh, my God. Oh, there I, you go. Yeah, that one better. Yeah. Yeah, my God. I can't believe Gab sent him away. Mom, can I get another Capri Sun? I laugh at that, but I drink Capri Suns, whatever. And Hot Pockets? Eat those. Uh, I yeah. don't eat those anymore, dude. Those are horrible for you. Yeah. All right. So I feel like the, you know, like the Jack itch situation mm-hmm. is what kept Castile around. Yeah, I agree. And that's why it made sense logically. Um, it's the reason why Castiel has been Castiel has been connected to the previous three seasons, which was a smart decision on Dab's part. This is something that we I don't know if you were a part of that show, but that's something we went into on one of our Patreon discussions. Uh, we're covering Dab's wins. Yeah, I don't think I did that one. Yeah, we had mentioned that one of the best things he's done is even though I'm a huge Carver fan, love Jeremy Carver. I thought that guy was a fantastic showrunner, is a good showrunner, wasn't perfect. Nobody's Kripke, but he he did. He introduced everything we have going on right now is because of him. The men of letters, all the, the major lore is all him. So he's fantastic, but he never quite could nail down Castiel. Yeah, he, it seemed kind of floundering the whole time. It worked in the, uh, I believe I was okay with season eight, I think, with, uh, with Castiel. Yes, the whole Benny love triangle. Right. Like, I was okay <laughs> with that. It was funny. There's yeah. a lot. That's where the whole Destiel thing started. There's a lot of wink, 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 wink. Uh, you know, dick and cheek moments. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it, Ab is the one that gave Castiel purpose. He, didn't, he was meandering a lot. He yeah. didn't really have a place. We were kind of like always rolling our eyes. Well, you made another fucked up decision, Castiel. Right. With the introduction of this whole Jack situation and the Nephilim and Kelly pregnancy, that grounded Castiel and gave him purpose in the show again. And it I gave him it. a reason it, for being it there. It gave him a reason to be around. Yep. And now that Jack is dead. And not just dead. His vessel is completely roasted. Yeah. There's no way he comes back in that vessel unless Chuck allows it. Right. So for now, him leaving makes perfect fucking sense yep. from a writing standpoint. And not just, and here's the thing, and this is what I, I would personally like. And I know that the, I guarantee the fans would hate this, but I think he needs to stay away until like at least the last five episodes what? of the season. Really? Yes. And I, and here's why. Wow. I want his return to mean something you want him to come in and save the day at yes the last moment, don't yes you? i want him oh, to man, I w- that'd be sweet i want him to come in and and that him and dean have a bro moment where it's like a bro I've, homo moment no not a bro no. mo- not a bromo moment we gotta no. bring closure to that though it, yeah where it never happens okay. <laughs> it's already closed because it's not a thing um i just want if you're gonna bring him back mm-hmm. it's got to have substantial meaning on why he's there to either save one of the two bro- brothers, preferably Dean, which would make sense, but he needs to stay away f- for an extended period of time. I definitely agree with that. You, you don't. Um, you take away the clout of him leaving if he comes back two episodes from now. I, I know you. Hmm. I know there's fans that are going to hate that idea because they love Castiel and they think he's part of the like the trio now. Right. But this is the last season of Supernatural. I think the show is about Sam and Dean. 
He needs to stay away. And when he comes back, it needs to make sense. And he needs to be pivotal that he comes back. 100%. Okay, so I can see your point. Um, and it's hard for me to disagree because you're right. This would be a good way to get Sam and Dean alone. But I don't think it's going to be more it's than not. a half a season. It's, it's I, I have a feeling that we'll have Sam and Dean side by side alone so we can get some of those classic nostalgia vibes. Yep. Uh, and I think that's probably their point. That's probably what they're going to do. Yeah. Give us some Sam and Dean classic moments. Sam and Dean, yep. Because as we know, I think the next couple episodes are considered MOWs. They're yep. Monster of the Week. Sellers, yep. So if that's the case, then I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to give us a couple of those classic, truly classic episodes. And you can only do that with Sam and Dean. So I'm okay with that. They do that two, three, four episodes, yeah. but any more than that, it's going to hurt the ultimate story because we have the issue of the empty and we don't want that just being dropped on us out of nowhere. The empty is an issue that is directly connected to Castiel. Yeah. And if they were to wait until the last five episodes of the season, you want to talk about rushing a plot. I, un- I understand you, that, but I think what I mean, I- we can also keep them away. Ryan, yeah. think about this. Let's split the difference. Okay. Keep them away out of the episodes for three episodes, but then maybe on that fourth episode, bring him in, but have him do his own thing. I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm okay with that because he's away from Sam and Dean. Yeah. I think because in our mind as a TV viewer, okay, you have to understand that there's two ways, there's two ways of looking at he doesn't show up at all, which most people would hate. Or he shows up, yeah. like you said, and he's doing his own thing, but he's not connected to Sam and Dean at all. Right. Which in now but you connected to but, the but connected story. to the story. Yeah. And then you look at it as as okay, as a viewer, obviously we know way more than what than than the characters in the show because we are that fourth wall, right? So we are that. We are that. Yeah. So <laughs> you think about it, okay, Castiel's there, but now he's still estranged from Sam and Dean because of what's going on, but we still get his story. But we also know there's that underlying he's still not talking to Sam and Dean. And I think that makes sense. I would be okay with that because I would still consider that him not being a part of, you know, Team Winchester or whatever. Um, Uh, Lauren Jenks agrees with you. She writes, as much as I love Dean and Cass, I think this was a great writing choice for both characters to grow. Dean needs to realize his anger and hasty conclusions and Kaz needed to stand up for himself. I'm excited to see where both characters go from here uh, and how they will end up hopefully mending their friendship. Yeah, for sure. Then she says the concept of Kaz coming in at the end appeals to me. However, that makes me nervous that uh, he will have a similar ending to Rowena coming in to save the day only to sacrifice himself. This works that this works that he would come in and save the bros, but I think he needs to do things for himself, yeah. for himself. I agree because if, you got to remember whether we want to accept it or not. We always say that because I know there's fans that just hate Castiel, but Castiel is important and we have to give his character closure. And I'm not yeah. talking about just the immediate story arc. I'm talking about him over the, how, how long has he been in this show? 11 years. Yep. We have to give his character conclusion as well there's got to be closure to him as a character and that point that lauren jenks says the whole idea of learning about himself as well i mean that's fucking great that's exactly what i think barons was intending to do with these characters now if dab chooses to follow through with baron's idea remains to be seen but however we see that set up here i think i think it would be a very cool testament if we do the shot with rowena 
on the the throne that maybe Castiel's the one that takes over heaven. Yeah. I mean, look, it, he's been kicked out of there multiple times. Uh, oh, he's a bad boy. He's yeah, but he bad is out of hell. But here's the thing: he is very humanized at this point, yeah, and understands human beings. Wouldn't it be perfect for him to be the leader of heaven? Okay, he. But can he go back to heaven? It's kind of like sending me back to Mexico. At this point, yeah, I've been you're too so white. You're so whitewashed. They would kill me. They'd yeah. have a field day with me. Oh, yeah. You think you're better than us? They'll start curb stomping me. Yeah, you'd be fucked, dude. Yeah, in more ways than one. And that's why Castillo can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> They'd curb stomp him. And- yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about myth arc. Uh, we had theorized that Belphegor and Ardat would be connected to the myth arc because the, of the way they were introduced early on. Yeah. But that does not seem quite like the case now Now that they're both dead. I, I'm a bit confused. Okay, I will say that because we are three episodes in to the final season. And I'm not sure what the myth arc is. I, it's what, scary to me. What's the story for yeah. the season? Because they wrapped it up in three episodes. Yeah. In in many ways, uh, I believe HR Zone, I can't find his complete comment here, but HR Zone in our chat also mentioned that he said he loved the episode and it felt like a season finale more than anything. And a part of me feels like, okay, how many episodes do they normally have in a season? Yeah, 23. 23. Last year was their first season with just 20. Yep. And what episode are we on right now? Three. Feels like the season finale. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, that's a maybe great those point. last three those three episodes are, are fucking hurting them, not having them. I'm going to tell you right now. Because okay. I don't know what the story arc is. Now, as I said, as I said, Ryan, and then you can jump in. As mm-hmm. I said, Belfagor, the issue of Belfagor and Ardat has to come back. Because they made it a point to say, do you know who he is? Yeah. And then Ardat is killed. You can't do that. And not. Unless there's something that's going to come back. Those words resonated so Mm. in your face that it needs to mean something. And also we're dealing with the final season. Can we afford to throw three episodes out the window? I'm not, and I'm not saying these episodes are meaningless. I'm saying there was a lot of, there was a lot of, I think some closure to our characters and some issues pertaining to Mary and the issues between right. uh, Dean and, um, there was and some Kat. stuff that was so resolved. There but. was some character closure there and some development, but I overall, s- overall, if we just wrap things up, I mean, we can just chalk three episodes off and we're like, okay, now we're we, seven. Yeah. We have 17 episodes left of and the we're show. dealing with the season ender, the season, the series ender. This is the final season. I swear to Christ, Michael, that oh, if, you call me Michael, you are serious. Yes. I swear to Christ that if they don't come back at some point or Belphegor or that whole thing, it has to, if it doesn't come back, I am going to fucking lose my mind on I, this show. I agree. And, and, because it ends up being another Asmodeus and Gabriel. Uh, or Kane. You're just like, why yes. the fuck? No, see, even Kane mattered. And we covered this in a Carver's win. But they, they Dad, brought him in for so quick and gone so quick. And that's what I have a problem with is Belphegor and Ardat come in so fast and they drop these names and yeah. they drop these huge monster fucking things right. on us. And you, we get excited as fans going, okay, cool. Let's see where this goes. This is the this is the myth arc of the season. And then they closure it. And it's like, yeah. now you just ripped the fucking rug right Right out from under me, and I'm on my ass again looking for the fucking show. Yeah, and, and that's this that's was where the, I get frustrated. Yes, this is the this was the one part of the episode that I fucking didn't like. I was scratching my head. Exactly, I, was like, I don't fucking understand why no. would you do that. 
Um, especially if <laughs> you cannot have two characters introduce them, create this brewing uh, hatred, and, and, hatred and between the two conflict. of them. It cre- set up this idea and this whole thing that you know Lilith had the secret weapon, and then suddenly you end it, and all it was there for is so that we can kill two characters. How okay? How much of a- when you look at it, that's all it was done. All that was used for it was designed to kill off two characters and finalize the issue of yep. God ripping a tear into hell see and all of that will work for me from mm-hmm, a story aspect mm-hmm. if it matters later yes if I, it doesn't matter it's fucking weak well i mean i can probably speak for all three of us here okay well, obviously only two of us well i'm saying if thomas were here he would he would agree i guarantee it that when they started mentioning lilith and they started mentioning the horn i was like oh shit yeah this is cool this is cool lore that you know the horn looked fucking cool. Like I was psyched about all of this. I was like, all right, cool. I can kind of see where we're going now. All right. We're mentioning old stuff, mentioning Lilith and things that happened. All right, cool, cool, cool. We didn't forget about any of that. And then it just, it's done. Okay. So this is what we have here. Um, when it comes to potential myth arc, right? Okay. This is what we have. Chuck injured, Chuck injured and stuck on this earth, right? Okay. The earth of Sam and Dean, the empty verse Kaz. Billy and Jack. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these. Okay, Chuck injured and stuck in Earth. That one is pliable because it it means Sam and it's, Dean are involved. It's big, yeah. Empty it's versus show type stuff. Empty yeah. versus Cass. Well, that doesn't involve Sam and Dean yet, right? Um, so I don't really like that one. Uh, Billy and Jack. Again, that one I could see Sam and Dean being involved. Especially, we got to remember what Billy said that yes. she. Uh, she has changed her way of thinking because she has seen the bigger picture. Yes. That's got to come back. That's got to come back. That's got to be the thing that justifies the reason why she's team. And I say very loosely, the very here, loose team. team Winchester. She's yes. more team balance and she, keeping shit in order. But she understands the, the, the bigger picture of Sam and Dean. So that's a big aspect to the overall myth arc as well. So we have two big things, potentially three, if you want to consider the empty versus Kaz. And two of those elements are from last season. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I'm nervous about. We cleared the board three episodes in and removed two long running characters, introduced two new characters, and then removed them. We're moving into the fourth episode, and I'm not quite sure this feels like a final season yet. D- does does it? And I'm hoping that we don't meander until the final eight episodes, because as we know, Dab has the tendency to kind of meander in the middle section of the yeah. season and then the last six episodes seven episodes suddenly everything comes together and then it feels a little rushed so and you can't do that this season there's too nope. much to wrap up you're not just wrapping up the final season you're wrapping up the show the series yeah. D- does it does every episode has got to count right yes is it I, I bring that up almost every episode now is is it bad for me to compare season five to this because I look at season five as being the end of no, that's a fair comparison. So for me, season five is I, okay. So this is what we talked about. This on our Patreon, yeah. Patreon show. If you had to pick two endings, there's two, there's two of them. Yeah. Season five is an ending is an absolute ending. Yes. And season 11 is Isn't also it? an ending. Yeah. It, so they're both both seasons, especially season five and season 11, especially the tail end. It was fucking great. Mm-hmm. I think all of us agree with that. Right. That yeah. was Carver's one of his strongest was, it, seasons. One, yeah. So 
Yeah. That's so a for, fair comparison. So Ryan. for so for me, so for me, being the casual fan that I am. Wait, you're not a casual fan of Supernatural. I Compared to you and Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a casual fan, but analytical. Yes. So sitting here going, okay, season five felt epic. The whole season felt like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. I have not once, maybe at the end of last season, when the, when the, the, the rupture opened and all the, you know, the, the soul started pouring out of hell. I was going, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Even when season nine, when the angels fell, I was like, oh, holy yeah. fuck, this is insane. Like this is, this has a apocalypse, apocalypse, you know, season five feel to it. We are on the series ending season mm-hmm. and not once have I had that feeling at all. It, it doesn't feel like the stakes are it, high enough no, that it, this is ending. This is business as usual. Now, if Chuck had brought darkness and mayhem to the world, like Thomas had mentioned that he thought that's what, yes. that's the idea he got. I believe he said that one, our season premiere discussion, right? He, he said that he got the idea that God turned the lights off when he snapped. And the whole world was fucked up. Uh, yeah. Not now, just a small urban town in fucking like. Bumfuck Arkansas. Yeah. I don't know. I felt, I, whatever it is, I felt like I. When if I, they would have done way. that, we would have like, holy fuck. Yes. The whole world's fucked up. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And the fact that they wrapped it up, it just kind of. It's confusing. Yeah. It's, I, it's so confusing because we have 17 episodes left. In three episodes, you took. Hell opening up and all the souls oh, coming out. Hell. And guess what? It's fucking fixed. Hell was gaping. It was a gaping rupture. It was a- <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, I just, I, it's. Con- I, I get it. I feel like we're conf- repeating ourselves now, but I totally, I, I agree. I will say this though, in some weird way, I kind of like that. I have no idea what's about to happen moving forward. What Not, percentage are you, are you excited about that? Like 10%? I like that. You know what? I can't back that up. I was like, where are you going to, I was like, I was sitting here on pins and needles waiting for you to somehow, somehow justify that. I don't know how to justify it. Maybe I'm just trying to be a good fan. I don't know. I do feel kind of exciting. Not really knowing. It's the series. I, yeah, ending yeah, season, yeah, Mike. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're right. You, we gotta know. <laughs> I am so, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like, no, no, no. I'm not saying we, I feel like I'm we not got saying, to. I'm taking crazy pills. No, hold dude. on, like, hold on. I'm not saying we should. No, I've already said this throughout the whole show. We need to see a story in a myth arc, and I and I feel like there are there's a little bit there. As I said, we I went through those bullet points: Chuck, the empty Billy, and Jack. Okay, but I kind of like n- not really expecting what comes next. That's okay, how I should okay, say. Okay, okay, so because not- I I expected God to be a huge part and doom and gloom, and now that we're not getting that. I'm interested to see what direction they take. I'm telling Does you. Does that make sense? Better yes, sense? Yes. I, that makes way more sense because what you were saying, I was like, what? I, I don't think they should have cleared the board like they did, but hey, they did it. And but um, look, for all we know, that was one rupture. There could be more. Yeah. Sometimes there's usually more ruptures. Sometimes when you, you have one, when you take a good are, pounding, you, you don't go to the doctor right away. There's yeah, going to be more. You're going to have another rupture. Yeah. Your colon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> being very specific. <laughs> Okay, so subscribe to our Patreon page for a chance to win a Dean Winchester six-scale figure by Quantum Mechanics. I want that thing so bad. I know. It's so sick. When you pledge to our video cast here, you are automatically entered into the drawing 
Your name will be entered as many times as the months you are a subscriber starting this month, the month of October. So if you've been a subscriber for like three years, it just wouldn't be fair. We're not going to put your name in for three years. That's messed up. Starting in October. Uh, If you're already a Videocast tier subscriber, you're already in the drawing. The contest ends April 2020. So head over to patreon.com slash Digital and pledge to that video cast here to be entered in to win this epic. It's so sick. Dean Winchester six scale figure by Quantum again. Okay, so a few issues with this week as we have gone on for the last five minutes. Yeah. Not sure. And I, I doubt it was a Baron's thing. But this whole Lilith crook thing was was a very cool concept. It was cool. Uh, do you have that concept on your notes? Uh, yeah. So, can you read the super wiki about it real quickly? The history of the crook is uh, as a means of controlling demons, she sent out in the world. Lilith forged a horn, nicknamed Lilith's crook, uh, as a means of making sure her minions did her bidding on Earth. Due to commanding absolute loyalty in Hell, Lilith never needed to use the crook. The fact that she had it in, uh, instilled enough fear into the demons that they never diverged from her orders. Uh, the crook was kept sealed away in Lilith's chamber, which, again, another cool com- concept, by the way. Uh, in uh, in a specially made uh, case protected by Enochian, Versus singing a song of praise to Lucifer in order to open the case the verses needed to be sung. Right. Um, okay. This was such a cool concept. And I think the just the case, everything about it, and her even her little chamber. It was very Indiana Jones. It was, yeah. yeah. I definitely like the concept. But... There's a butt here, uh-huh. and his butt did come from Thomas. Oh, did it? Of okay. course, all all the butts come from Thomas. Uh, nowadays, I liked it, but yep, there's always a butt. However, when he shared this idea or this uh, detail, mm-hmm. it, I agree. Okay, okay, it presents a bit of a canon, some canon inconsistency. Yep. Okay, if that's been sitting around this whole time. Yep, here we go. Then why did Crowley even bother to look for purgatory in season 6? Yep. It presents some minor issues. Maybe not minor. Maybe some big issues. Wait, wait, if, to if, Thomas if, the if Deus knew, Machina. If everyone knew about this this crook, this yeah. weapon that could be used to harness souls in hell. There was no point for season 6. And the sad thing about that or the sucky thing about that that issue that I have could have easily been resolved by simply saying no one else knew where it was at except me. Yep. For whatever reason. I knew, I knew it was in Lilith's chamber. Yeah. For whatever reason, a, you know, this isn't really a, see how Belfagor went right to it. Well, okay. You so- see how he went right to it. It shouldn't have been in a box. It should have been inside of a wall with the Enochian incantations written on the wall. And it was and, a and hidden, he said, hidden door. It's a hidden door that opens it up. No one else even knew about this. Only I do no. because he's been around since what? We get the idea that he's been, if he was around with Lilith, he's old. We already know. They made it a point in the first episode. Yeah. To make, yeah. he is old he's as been dirt. Around. Yeah. He's been around forever. He's been, you know, waiting Buying his time so that he can grab for power at the right moment. Yep. It would have been an easy fix and it would have made a lot of sense that he's the only one that knows of this. Now, let me ask you a question, Mike, and this is this is kind of where my head cannon jumped into this this part. Have do we know if demons can speak Enochian or not? Because the way I the way I, I the way I perceive this whole situation I don't think they've ever stated it. So the way I, I perceive it is that 
Balfagor couldn't read that or say it because it's right. Enochian. So he right. had to have an angel do it. So in my mind, the way I looked at it is maybe they knew about it, but th- they couldn't get to it because they couldn't. Like Crowley couldn't open it. They right. would need a, they would need an angel. But you got to remember, Crowley was working with Castiel for the souls right. of season six. Right. So he could have said, hey, Castiel, I got the fix here, buddy. I was just saying, like, it, if if that were the case, you cut your, out of the you, people that could your, go for it. Your justification works for every other demon out there. Yes, it except works, for it, Crowley. Except for Crowley, because yeah. going back to season six, him and Castiel or in yeah. cahoots working together. So why would they not go for the, uh, the crook? Yeah. So that kind of, cause I don't believe that Crowley wouldn't know about it. No, he would have to know about it. Yeah. He's not an idiot. And if, okay. And let's say he didn't, let's say it was a secret. Then it should have been stated. It should have been brought to our attention that Belfogor yeah. is the only person they that knew, knew about, about this. And it was hiding in plain sight. Yep. The whole time. So, and, and I don't know if this was a Barron's thing. This could very well be one of those things where Barron's is left piecing together issues from other scripts and he's left to fix them. I think this we, happens we, too with 15 years of TV show, you know? Yeah. It's hard. But to, I, I don't see Barron's making that mistake. He has a really I. good attention to detail. And that's why I'm wondering if this wasn't his ultimately his idea. And we saw this last oh. season in uh, season 14, 18 absence. Season 14, episode 18, Absence, where they sprang Mary's death on us, and then Barron's was left to wrap it all up, and he gave it heart and meaning. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. You, you, get, you get a little handcuffed, you know? I feel like if that's, if that's the case, you know, he did what he could. I, didn't, I thought that the concept was cool. And again, I think you run into these problems that ultimately have to be fixed when you go so deep into us. It's hard to add stuff and then you know, yeah. retcon it or go back and, oh, and fix it. it. I mean, I get it. I, I think the concept was cool. I, I definitely dug the whole Indiana Jones vibe of them going to find it. Yeah. Um, also the hell with the pillars, with the skulls and stuff. That Dude, was pretty fucking cool. I fucking loved the production design yes. and I need, I know a lot of that was probably, you know, in front of a green screen. Still cool. As but fuck. some of those statues look so real. Yeah. I'm willing to bet some of those were real set pieces, Had to real props. Had to. And if they weren't, if they were, if they were, there's put no in, way they were CG, dude. There's no way that had to have been all practical. At least the hallway, the sky yeah. obviously wasn't oh, right. Yeah, but the hallway had to have been fucking done, dude. I, well, now we want. Now we know why the the ghosts were shitty looking. The uh, the returned ghosts. Remember, we were making fun yeah. of them looking like Party City ghosts. I think the entire budget <laughs> went into this episode. <laughs> I think the entire budget went into this episode because even the the rupture scene with Crowley jumping in and Rowena jumping in. Oh yeah. I mean, that's not a cheap effect, and it no. looked really good. The depth was there; it was rendered out correctly. It looked great. We don't. We very seldom have issues with the CG for a show with this type of budget. They do pretty well. Yeah. Uh, they do a pretty good job with the. Uh, with the visual, with the CGI. They and, really do. Yeah. The only thing we complained about the last episode or two was the makeup effects. It just didn't, it didn't, look it right. wasn't on par with some of the excellent work they've done. The, the ghosts were kind of dialed in. Yeah, I agree. All right. So uh, let's just move into final thoughts. Go ahead and give them to me. Um, I, I am, I'm, I'm glad that this was the third act of this three-parter. 
again, I know we blow blown barons and and uh, blowing barons, blowing blowing barons. That was actually a name of a Patreon discussion we did. That does not blowing so, barons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I know that. you're not. I, I know you're not. Uh, with Beeson and, and him together, I just, this was such a great. What if it's Beeson? What if it's like that's uppity? uppity. And, that's what if uppity. it's uppity in French? Yeah, that's uppity. And Charles is like, motherfucker, like, pronounce my bitches. name right. Um, it's Charles. It's Beeson. It's Charles Beeson. I am Charles Beeson. <laughs> God, yikes. Um, Sounds like an imperial bad guy. Does sound like an imperial bad guy. Uh, just to elaborate on what we just talked about, I mean, the, the visual effects of this episode were fucking on point. The shot of Rowena walking out of the crypt. By the way, I don't know if you noticed the crypts had Carver named above it. I don't know if you saw that, but. Oh, really? The crypt they came out of, the, the name above it was Carver. Should have been Dab. <laughs> Here lies Dab. Um, he was fat and ate too much food. May he not rest in peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the visual effects were amazing. The shot of Rowena coming out and the souls like going into her were so was so freaking cool. Uh, gents or uh, Jared and 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 uh, Ruth. That scene was phenomenal. The acting in that was phenomenal. Um, again, the set pieces uh, when they went to hell with Belfagor and Castiel went to hell were freaking sick, so sick. Um, I'm a. I was again. I, I talked about it earlier, but Ardat and Belfagor is not all that man i honestly thought that was they were just there for plot devices and if they don't come back i'm gonna be so fucking pissed at least just to have a reason for coming yeah, back they Belfagor, don't need to come back necessarily but no. the events they set in motion yes, yes. They, it needs to make sense and i will be less harsh on it if that happens but i'm not <laughs> i'm i'm not very uh confident that that's gonna happen uh i was a little bummed at catch's death and i think i agree with mike i think it was a misdirection thing I because of uh, because of Rowena's death later. But ultimately, this was a very, very good episode after the two, to be completely honest, kind of uh, episodes. Uh, I think we got to, I'm a little concerned that they ended the overarching, you know, plot with the the rupture. I think it really kind of scares me because I, I know Mike is a little excited, but I... I am a little not excited. Why aren't you talking to me? You're talking to the camera right now. I'm talking to like, I'm talking to everyone. Jesus Christ, dude. Shit. I'm a, I'm a little not excited about the fact that I have no idea what's going on. We are in the final season of a fucking series and I don't know what's going on. Think of it as a blind date and sometimes a little (sighs) exciting, so bad, exhilarating 98%. They're horrible. So this better be the 2% that is going to be fucking amazing. I walk up and it's Jessica Biel or fucking someone super hot. Yeah, there you go. That's not going to happen. Are we really thinking dad's going to do that? I don't know. You're so optimistic. I love it. What if he starts swishing those hips? Shakira. He just starts Shakiraing it everywhere. His (laughs) hips don't lie. Yeah. I, I, again, this was a great episode, a good follow-up to what we had for the last two episodes. Well, what's your percentage? I'm going to give this one a 70. Okay. It was a 70%. It was a good episode. That's fair. Yeah, it was a fair episode. Yeah. Um, again, I'm a little kind of on the fence about where we're going. And I and I, I, I think that, but, I think that again, makes that could sense. Play out. Think, it could I, play I out. Who knows? I think it's a fair statement, Ryan. Yeah. I think we're all a little hesitant. This is a show that we've invested so much of our lives I mean, shit, dude, we and, sit here uh, once a week we, for three hours almost sometimes. Yeah, so for pennies. So right. For uh, by the way, guys, one dollar a month on Patreon. 
And yeah, uh, please. In please. order, if you want us to continue into 2020, we need it. We need it. By the way, speaking of, yes, we did have at least 15 new subscribers come in since the last show. No shit, really. So I want to thank all the, yes. the current subscribers as well as the new subscribers. Thanks, guys. Welcome. And the thing is, the reason why I got uh, Thomas looked at me after the show, I was like, "Woof, I was a little aggressive, Mike." I'm like, "It's not aggressive, but it's the truth." The way I look at it is this: within the opening 30 minutes of when our show goes on demand mm-hmm. we have four thousand downloads okay uh-huh. that's just within the opening 30 minutes not to mention the live listeners that we have right now right if those people who listened in the opening 30 minutes all pledged one dollar we would be able to keep doing this show dude not only would we be able to do, keep doing the show the production values which are already on point yeah would go up yeah We'd be able to continue to buy new equipment, you know? So that's, that's the only reason why I said it. I was like, guys, I mean, you're listening. So please continue to go over to Patreon. Um, okay. Your final thoughts. I liked the episode. I enjoyed it. I felt like it was a strong ender to this three-parter. Yep. Again, I feel like it would have been that much better if part of um, Barron's had written all three episodes. I agree. Uh, Barron's is the cleaner upper. It seems like of late he takes whatever they give him and he makes it shine. And it's only so much the man can do, but everything he writes is pretty fucking solid. I don't think we've ever ripped apart a Baron's episode. It, we're all we never very, had to. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and we're all very optimistic when he, when we see his name on the upcoming for the writer and I'm hoping he's going to write another handful of episodes. I know he's splitting his time between Supernatural and Doom Patrol now. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's working with Carver on Doom Patrol. Which is phenomenal, guys, if you don't watch it. And we cover it. Me and yeah. another person on the network, we cover the, the Doom Patrol discussions because we're big Carver fans. So um, I like the episode. I felt like it was a good finish. It did feel a lot more like a season finale. And I'm hoping we, you know slam the pedal to the metal moving into the next yes. episode because we definitely need it but overall i'm happy i'm gonna give this episode a 74 percent okay yeah so that's i mean that's 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 good yeah that's pretty good all right so before we close out we owe rowena a few words oh. do you want to go ahead and do that for us ryan i will today we gather in mourning for our fiery, red-headed lass that gave us all raging hard boners. Oh, wow. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Okay. We mourn Rowena, a blinding light in the show of Supernatural. We were given, she's survived by no one because her son is dead. Her grandson is dead. And now she is dead. But we will forever remember her advances towards catch, her banging multiple people on the show, and the fact that I never got to bang her. So today we mourn Rowena, the hottest redhead that was ever on the show. Let's do the 21 gun. The 21 come salute. Let's 21 do that. Com- oh! no, here, I already have it done. Here you go. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. And now that you have your dicks in hand, 
and you're about to shoot a 21 what if jet. What if there's ladies out there? Or your your clams in hand, and you're about to shoot a 21 jet salute. We'll never have listeners again after this. Oh, absolutely not. This is why I'm glad Thomas isn't here. We say thank you to Rowena for not only looking amazing in those sparkling dresses. What about Catch? You want to throw Catch in here as yeah, well? Yeah, well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. I'm not finishing with Rowena, then I'll... So, we bid farewell adieu to Rowena. We're also here mourning Catch, one of the smoothest motherfuckers on the planet. Oh, he's cool. He was cool. Tighters. I think people signed out. <laughs> His amazing pocket squares that he wore in every suit that he had. He should be the next James Bond, let's be honest. I actually would pay for that. Yeah. I'd watch that. We also mourn the fact that he banged Mary Winchester. But never got to seal the deal with Rowena. Never got to seal the deal with Rowena. Would have been nice if maybe he planted some wet ones on Dean or Castiel before signing out. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's how he should have died. He grabbed, like, Dean by the face, gave him this wet kiss, and then, like, sacrificed himself. How fucking funny would that be? Oh, man. Hello. Uh, so today, we mourn both Rowena and Ketch, who never got to actually fuck, and we really <laughs> wanted them to fuck. I'm really bummed about that, dude. I still think he should have hit it, dude. I think he should have hit it. So, can you please turn the Jack Off music off? <laughs> no, hold on. We're not done yet. Oh, no, we're not. Okay. We're almost. We're add, almost there. Add some words. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. So if you're following along at home and you're about to climax, (laughs) here it comes. All right, here it comes. The 21 comes salute for Rowena and Catch. this from now on for every death we're such children this is what happens when you give the show over to two two assholes yep jesus christ all right the 21 come salute she deserved it. That's she it absolutely deserved it. And catch. They both deserved it. Yes. All right. You out of here? I'm out of here. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 